we are doing chapter 25 affecting the devotee's will sai satcharit my obeisances to sri ganesh to sri saraswati to sri guru maharaj to the family deity to sri sita ramachandra my most humble obeisances i bow in reverence to the most venerable guru sri sainath the ocean of kindness sai maharaj is truly an incarnation of god himself before this perfect brahma greatest in the most excellent among the yogis i prostrate in obeisance glory be to the adornment of the saints the abode of all will the true self o sai samat who are the repose of the devotees and ever satiated in all the desires about to you the narration in the last chapter was about the food pursuits of humor and jesting as a means to instruct the devotees and as fond as he is of his devotees this sai always brings them joy sai is the very image of highest mercy and the one thing needed here is steadfast devotion to him the devotee should be trusting should be affectionate the fulfillment of all his desires will not then be wanting even krishna had said to uddhava that the sadguru is verily my image and such should be the loving devotion of the sad to the sadguru this is true single minded devotion a desire arose in my heart to write the life story of shri sai and sai relieved my anxiety to do so by getting his marvelous leelas written by me which are so worthy of being listened to without my knowledge having the authority or the skill that comes of a deep knowledge of the shastras he had given the inspiration to the lowly creatures like me and has got his book written at my hand to bring an awareness to the devotee when an ignorant person like me was commanded to keep a record my dull intellect was enriched with knowledge and confidence instantly at once i took courage that this sai endowed with the most excellent qualities that he is will get his own records kept in order to uplift his own devotees or else could i ever have ventured upon the illuminating literary composition this pious prasad of the saint the nectar of sai story this life story of sai is to the devotee is a pan poi or of his need nectar sweet stories with sai's grace drink deeply and to your heart's content to ward off the scorching heat of the conflagration that the worldly life is this is not just a life story but a veritable somkam from which the nectar of the moon constantly oozes out in the form of sai's tales may the devotee like the thirsty chakor bird drink of it to their heart's content and be satiated oh my loving listeners listen now with concentration and without any reservation to this sacred story of sai which will destroy the evil propensities and the passions of this kali yuga once the devotee begins to cherish a single minded devotion to sai he will ward off all his calamities and sufferings he will also grant him all that he desires a tale in this context will bring about sai's affection for his devotee and when listened to with respect will gladden the listener's heart so with uttermost attention listen to this wonderful story it will only confirm you in your experience of how the guru our mother is an ocean of compassion brief as this story is in significance it is profound attend to it for a moment and all your problems will be sorted damo anna was a wealthy comfortable settled devotee from ahmednagar belonging to the kasar community he was greatly attached to sai listening to the story of this great devotee will bring you great joy and will actually demonstrate sai's ever readiness to protect his devotee As an annual Ram Navmi celebration, two new large banners were taken out in procession at Shirdi. As everybody there knows, of these, one is Nana Sahib Nimonkars and the other of this Damuanna. For years now, this practice of theirs, born out of loving devotion, had continued without a break. 
Damo Anna had two wives, but no son. With Sai's blessing, a son was born to him. By way of thanksgiving, he promised to fly a banner at the Ram Navmi, taken out protest processions ceremoniously in a procession earlier. From that year began the annual procession carrying the banner. The preparation for these processions are made in the house of the carpenter Kondya. From there, the procession carrying the banner starts amidst the clash of musical instruments. The two long banners are then tied to the two ends of the mosque, and that is how the festival is celebrated every year. Similarly, the fakirs who gather there are fed too, till satiated. In this way, Ram Navmi is observed by this shape, that is Damuanna. And it is this Damuanna whose story I shall now narrate to the listeners. When heard attentively, you will experience Baba's prowess. A friend of his from Bombay wrote a letter to Damuanna, saying, "Let us do business such as will fetch us a net profit of rupees two lakhs. You and I will become partners and will each earn rupees one lakh. Make haste and send a reply. This transaction is genuine and free from any risk. This time we will buy cotton. The price will soar in no time. However." Those who do not secure a good bargain repent at leisure. Let us not lose such an opportunity. Anna's mind was in great commotion. He had a firm faith in his friend, yet he could not make up his mind. Shall I enter into this deal or not? Anna wondered. God, what will happen? What shall I do? He was quite perplexed. But Damu Anna was also a guru putra. He wrote a letter to Baba saying, "Baba, we have no independent mind of our own. You are our protector, our only refuge." At the first consideration, I feel I should enter into the deal, but please tell me whether it will entail profit or loss. The letter was addressed to Madhurao, who was requested to read it out to Baba and to inform him what Baba's orders was. Through the business proposition, appeared to be all right. The letter, the letter came in Madhurao's hand the next day, at about three to three thirty p.m. He brought it to the mosque and placed it at Baba's feet. What shama? What is this hustle and bustle about? And what is this piece of paper you are placing at my feet, Baba? That Damu Shet from Nagar. He wants to ask you something. What is it? What does he write? What plans is he making to reach out to the sky? He is not content with what God has given him. Read, read this letter of his. Shama said, "What you are now saying is indeed the very purport of this letter, Baba. You should sit. You sh- you sit still, but come create a commotion in the minds of the devotees." And when they become extremely agitated, you bring them to your feet. Some of them you pull to yourself. As for others, you make them write letters and yourself repeat their content beforehand. Why then have they read them read out at all? Oh, Shama, read it, read it now. Why do you believe what I say? Oh, I am just a nobody. I speak whatever comes to my lips. Mother Rao then read out the letter to which Baba listened with great attention. He then said with genuine concern, "This Shetty seems to have gone crazy." Tell him in reply what is what is it that is wanting in his home? Even half a piece of bread is enough for us. Do not be tempted by the lacks. Damu Anna was eagerly awaiting the reply every moment and read the letter the instant it arrived. As he read it, Damu Shet was greatly disappointed. Castle built in the air came tumbling down. The tree of hope crashed down uprooted. Now I will earn a lakh. Of which half a lakh I will lend on interest, and will at once become a money lender, and will live happily in the town. Alas, this world of fantasy melted into thin air. Damwanda felt very dejected. Oh, what is this that Baba has done? My writing that letter is itself a blunder, and now I have harmed my own interest and kicked out. And in no time, the propens- 
the prosperity from my doorstep and that by my own deed. However, it was also hinted in the letter to Damuanna that as there can be a slip between the cup and the lip, he should personally come to Shirdi. Such being Madhavra's suggestion, he thought it best to go personally. Who knows, he thought, it might even prove advantageous. Perhaps Baba will give his consent. With this in mind, with this thought in mind, Anna came to Shirdi and prostrating before Baba came and sat down near him. Slowly he began pressing his feet which still had not the courage to ask the question. Suddenly a thought struck in his mind that should offer a share of it to Baba. O Sainath, he said to himself, If only you will help me in this transaction, I will offer a part of the profit at your feet. He bowed at Baba's feet and sat quietly for a moment. His mind crowded with doubts and resolution as is character of human mind. Devotees make plans, but they do not know their own benefits. Guru alone knows the devotee's interest, future, past and present. This is like cutting a deal, no? <laughs> cutting a deal means you first give me and you, I'll offer you this much. You first give me, then I will give something back to you. This is a very strange way of looking at it. See, giving happens on its own. You are not supposed to cut a deal. You are not, you are not doing a transaction, a money transaction over there. If anybody who indulges in a money transaction, he is just a shetty like this person. You have to understand that it is not a deal. It's not a money transaction. You are not trying to make a arrangement like a, he is not a commission agent that you are saying, okay, you cut this deal for me and I'll give you some percentage out of it. So that is what you should always understand. Second most important thing which went over there is, it is mentioned that the difficulties have been put by the sage and then he draws them closer. Actually, it's nothing like that. The difficulties are a part and parcel of the karma. See, every karma that you have to follow, it involves a lot of troubles and trials and tribulations. It is only when you bow down at the feet of the Guru that he gives you a certain nuska, a certain answer for that. And you will find that in Sai Baba's words, he says, I am a nobody. The term nobody means he is not the body, yes, of course. But if he has a mind, then he will say, I am so and so. But he doesn't have a mind. He doesn't use his senses to actually tap into what is going on in somebody else's mind because it's not important. We give importance to everything. Our material worldly people gives importance to another person. Suppose you have made some very nice, uh, you know, sweets. So the person will ask, oh, how was the sweets? How did it taste? The sage is not at all concerned. Whether you say it is a good sweet or a bad sweet, he is bothered about it. He just pops it in his mouth if it is given to him. And then just to keep your, you know, good humor, he will say, ah, it was very nice. The nicety doesn't come because, see, you need two things for that. One is the taste buds and second one is the mind. If there is no connectivity between the two, what he is going to say to you that it is nice? So that is the reason why you will find that the answer is never like that. The answer is given because it is given out of love. The answer is out of love only. So Baba is asking him, read the letter so that I will understand what he is saying. You think about it. There is the master of the universe. He is sitting in front of you. Why is he bothered about a lack of rupees or 50,000 rupees or something like that? 
you think do you think that person has a time to even bother about these kind of things or uh, lakshmi is there and lakshmi and you are going and telling her uh, lakshmi devi please give me 1 lakh rupees it's very very important she is in anna i see we cannot say beyond billions there is trillions and after trillions what is there nobody knows but in her world it is full of god knows trillions and trillions and trillions isn't it so why would somebody who has got so much bother about that a lack of rupees or 50000 rupees or 5000 rupees or 5 rupees also it is the love that is exhibited is what comes to that place for help that means that lack of rupees is basically nothing but you are asking for something which the lord out of love will offer it to you that is it so always remember this that it is not that god is going to put obstacles in your path it is your karma which puts all these negative forces or obstacles in your way and when you go to the guru he is definitely going to show you the method out of it that is very very important to follow so that is it however much one may try to keep to oneself his secret wishes sai samarth had intuitive knowledge of them all as he dwells within everyone when someone relates with love and trust his innermost wish at sai's feet and asks his permission reposing full faith in him sai always guides him on the right path see the line which i just explained to you is over here all right it was his vow and all the devotees knew it that he who surrenders to him single mindedly will be protected by him for all the calamities guru alone is our mother and father the preserver and protector of him from innumerable births he is hari vishnu har shiva and also brahma he is the doer and also the impelling force behind all action the child asks for sweet but the mother gives him a portion of medicine and herbs it may cry struggle violently in resistance but such is the mother's verdict and all out of loving concern for its well being the bitter portion will be beneficial to the at the proper time but what does the child understand of its good properties only the mother will know a mother's mark of recognition anna may well offer him a share but was baba going to be tempted by it he was a selfless love he was a selfless love and eager readiness for the devotee's welfare his was he to whom wealth gold was as dust of what value was that share to him this saint incarnates on earth only for the uplift of the meek and the lowly only he is a true saint whose life is enriched by the practicing of yama niyama shama dama who is free from weakness such as attachment and envy and whose life is meant only for the kindness to others so the saint is always working for the upliftment of others he is not bothered about his own self or he is not bothered about something personal in his world so it is always about the others Damo Anna's idea of keeping Baba's share was really a secret of his innermost heart. And now listen carefully to the reply that Baba gave him quite openly. Baba knew the secret desire of every living creature. He knew their present, past, future clearly like a mire bilam on one's palm. Baba knew full well the future condition of the devotees. Just listen as to how he alerted him in clear words at the right time. Baba warned him affectionately. Oh. I am not a party to any of this mind you seeing that baba had not approved of such a fine business proposition anna felt quite abashed however on hearing baba's words damarna got the message he abandoned the plan in his mind and with a face bent down sat still greatly dejected again one other idea came to his mind 
Shall I trade in cereal grains like rice or wheat? Listen to Vava's reply to this. You will buy a 5 share, that is a measure of weight, a rupee, but sell at 7 shares. The word made Anna felt heartily ashamed of himself. Nothing ever happens anywhere that Baba does not know. Up and down and everywhere, everything lies open before him. At the other end, his friend was quite puzzled and did not know what to do. From Anna, there was no reply. Meanwhile, that shade Damu Anna had written a letter to, communicating all that had taken place, on reading which, the friend was simply amazed. Strange are the workings of destiny, he thought. What a fine bargain had come our way. Why did he not take a decision himself? Why should he run after the fakir? In vain, he has lost such a profitable deal. God gives and our own karma takes it away. For we are prompted to act as is predestined. When the deal was so fine, why should the fakir stand in the way? Relinquishing all the worldly businesses, this fakir wander from door to door like crazy people and fill their bellies asking for morsel. What worldly wisdom can they preach? And this is uh, today in the morning when we were discussing <laughs> the worldly wisdom. See, the worldly wisdom is just common knowledge. It is the mundane or what we call as the knowledge which is covered. Basically, it's ignorance as we call it. The reason is because it's ignorance, it is connected to the bodies. So, anything that is a worldly knowledge, whether it is money making, whether it is uh, studies or whether it is gold or jewelry or houses or whatever, you know, the knowledge that is concerned with that or studies for that matter, all this is mundane knowledge. It is not something which can be classified as a high-end knowledge. Spiritual knowledge is the highest kind. It's the reason why we do not understand is because we have got covered by the period of time, you know. We are in the fourth yuga as of now. We are completely covered. There is no way in which we can understand the truth behind spirituality. So, the Sage when he had written the letter to this other gentleman, the other gentleman is, he understands half the truth. The half the truth which he understands is, everything is going as per destiny. Correct? This is what he understands. But he says, why is this saint or this person coming in the middle and stopping this deal going through? If it is destiny, then why is he saying these other words? The reason why he is saying this, and remember this is a book which is written through Baba's own words, through Dabolkar. Understand what is the meaning of this. The idea is the mind is constantly at play. The mind being at play, the person decides, oh, if I take up this deal, I will make 2 lakh of rupees. The mind is constantly nagging him. He is always keeping on at him saying that, see, you can make a nice deal. See, you can make so much of money. See, this is what you can do. And that is what he says. God gives and our own karma takes it away. What does this mean? God gives and our own karma takes it away. God gives. Everything is God given. Whether it is this life or whether it is the money that you are talking about, everything is happening as per the laws of karma only. Understand this. The money, the way it is supposed to come, the way it is supposed to go is all happening because of karmic debts that are there. And they have to be fulfilled. And that is the reason why the universe is also working in that direction. So we cannot say, you know, uh, that... God is taking it away or you are taking it away because listening to some sages, you cannot say those words. So be it as it may. It is not in the destiny and that is why he had such an impulse. I better look for another partner. What, who, what is not destined will never come about as the saying goes. 
and so anna resigned himself to the inevitable and those who were constrained by their destiny became partners of that friend only to court trouble they went all out for the speculation but their luck had run, uh, run out by a stroke of misfortune they suffered suffered a heavy loss such is the baton of the fakir oh how lucky is damo anna how wise and how true and compassionate is his sai to the devotees had he joined me as his friend in this venture he would have been greatly deceived but because he listened to the fakir he was saved how steadfast is the faith see this is the this is the part which we fail to understand it is because they think that sai baba has saved him that is why he is good there is always a way of looking at it so only when good happens that you believe that he is saved because of that think about it like this sai baba would have told him you go and do these things go ahead and do what you want to this man would have speculated and he would have ended with the loss at that time he would have come to baba and said see you told me you know that i should speculate now i am having a loss so which side of the story is right that one or this one if you actually look at it from that perspective from the material worldly perspective so that means the first one is a miracle and the second one is not whereas sometimes i will tell you what happens in the spiritual world in the spiritual world it may be that he may end up with a loss the reason is because he is supposed to end up with a loss okay it's a part of that karma and it's a part of the cycle and sometimes the sages work towards that as well you may not understand this because if you look at it from the material perspective only the good that comes out of it the miraculous part is the right thing to do is what you say but why don't you see that even the wrong supposedly the material worldly wrong thing that was supposed to happen is right how do you how can you say that that is right now let us take the example of harishchandra harishchandra is a person who had lost everything if you remember he had lost everything finally he had become who what what he had become do you remember yeah he was in the graveyard he was a guy who was supplying those woods and all those things yes why would the lord himself push him in that direction if you look at it that is his karma that is the way he is supposed to be and the lord takes you to the path of the particular karma because the karma has to be finished if the karma is not finished you are going to be hanging around on this earth forever maybe not this earth maybe some other planet who knows so what the lord does he makes you go through that sometimes even where case of shri ram is concerned it was already destined that his wife was going to get kidnapped as a lord himself didn't he cry for her didn't he search for her because that is his karma remember this he was cursed in the same way jesus had himself come for suffering you cannot say oh he is he is the lord he should not suffer what do you mean oh for him it is a very very special seat is it ekdam front seat ha ah, for a big show something like that sorry boss he has to go on the cross is the main artist over there so if you take harishchandra's case also his son is dead his wife has brought the child over there she doesn't have any money remember this man was a king he was a king and then finally when it comes to that point at that point everything is given back to him is the same story in the bible when is it abraham who is going to strike his son 
Abraham is about to strike his son like that and the Lord stops him. But why would Abraham be told to uh, you know chop his son into bits? You will wonder. So you have to know this that it is not only that as a miracle. This is also a miracle but we never see this part as a miracle at all. We always think the positive aspect of it, paisa mil gaya, ye kiya, usko bachaya, that is a miracle. No, sorry. If you see it in a retrospection, retrospection, retrospection means when you stand outside later on in your life and you see backwards in time, you will realize that everything has happened for a right reason. Some things have gone wrong in our world for a particular reason. Why I am saying wrong is because the material worldly think it is wrong. Okay? But from the spiritual point of view, there is nothing wrong in this world. Yes, it is in the best interest because you have to follow that karmic path. It is important. It's only we later realize all these things. Okay? So, don't ever get into this kind of a controversy ki only when you get a miracle happening to you, that is a good thing and then that is not a good thing because something bad is, ah, yeah, you, you are so right about it. Sometimes it is all put in fast forward. The reason is because assume you are the one who is a chosen one. Okay. Chosen for doing something really fantastic in the world. You have very limited time in hand. Any human being's life will be maximum 60, 70, 80 years at the most, isn't it? Now you have a karma right up to 80 years of life. Think about it. If it is not fast forwarded, how will you do his work? So sometimes... Things are fast forwarded to such a level. But the Guru is there. He, he is taking 90% of that karma back away from you. Which you do not understand. Because what happens is the impact is borne by him. Whereas what you see physically is happening to you is just about 10% of that whole thing. It is not the entire 90% is not visible to the person. Okay. That is why it is done in fast forward. It is done in such a way that you are able to go through that karma faster and faster. Understand this. Uh, there is sometimes the karma can be slowed down also. Slowed down to the level where the extension is very much like you know. It can get an extension also. Because that is not needed. So sometimes the Guru has the capacity of extending. the. See the time is a factor which can be controlled whereas he is concerned. Right? But the karma can never be said not to happen. It is anyway going to happen. Time is a factor which can be extended or compressed. Both. Alright. So, these two things can happen. So, so how's, had he joined me as his friend in this venture, he would have been greatly deceived. But because he listened to the fakir, he was saved. How steadfast is his faith? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to your question now. I laughed at his craziness, but in vain. In vain has been my pride in my own wisdom. Such indeed has been my experience. Instead of reviling the fakir needlessly, if I had followed his advice, he would have given a timely warning to me too, and I would not have been deceived. I shall now narrate one more story and wind up Anna's tale. It will give pleasure to the listeners who will be quite amazed at Baba's Leela. Once it so happened that a parcel arrived from Goa containing the famous Alfonso Mango sent by a man called Mamleddar Rai. Addressed to Madhavra, he but meant as an offering to Baba. It was received at Kopargaon and from thence it had come to Shirdi. When it was opened before Baba in the mosque, delicious mangoes were found inside. The fruit with its sweet diffusive fragrance was over 300 in all. 
Baba looked at them and handed over all the fruits to Madhavara, who put four out them in the big earthen vessel carrying home the rest. As the fruit fell into the earthen vessel, Baba said, This fruit is for Damu Anna. Let it lie there. Two hours passed after the incident and Damu Anna came to the mosque laden with flowers to perform Baba's puja. He did not know what had passed earlier. But Baba himself began saying loudly, The mangoes are Damiyas, they are not ours. Though people are so eager to pounce on them. Imagine, you know, there are very beautiful mangoes kept in front over there. And everybody is thinking, Humko ek milega. <laughs> Humko ek milega usme se. And here he is telling, Mother, okay, you take all these away and keep four over there. Do you know that story about the... Uh, uh, the little thing that was kept in the in the pot. I will tell you after I finish. So remind me, remind me about it. I will tell you the story. That's a very funny story, but it's very nice. Okay, two hours passed after the incident. Damon. Okay, <clears throat> only he should take the mangoes to whom they belong. Why should he want another things? Only he should eat them to whom they belong, even if he dies eating them. Mela tari chalel, you know, like in Marathi we say. He let him eat so much that he will die and he So, Anna naturally accepted them in the faith that they were very pure, they were prasad. For Anna knew full well that he should not fear any adverse consequences of Baba's words. After finishing his puja, Anna went home but came back again to ask, I do not know whether I should give this fruit to the elder or the younger or the wife. Give them to the younger, Baba said, and she will get eight children. The marvel of those mangoes will bring forth four sons and four daughters. Uh, don't try this at home. <laughs> Today we will have problems. Eight children bolega to ek to capacity nahi hai. Anna who had no son had tried various means. He would worship sadhus and saints to earn their blessings. And hence the earnest pure, earnest pursuit of sadhus and saints. To appease to propitiate the planets, he undertook a study of astrology himself, becoming an astrologer. And Anna had fully realized by now that the verdict of astrology was that he had not destined to have any issue. He had thus given up all hope. But when he heard Baba's promise, those words came from a saint like Sai. A new hope sprang in his heart again as Sai was pleased with him. And thus in the course of time, Baba's words came true. His blessings bore fruit and children were born to Damuan. As Baba had said, so it happened. My own predictions were falsified. Sai's words proved un unmistakably accurate. And as per his words, children were born. However, there were the utterances while Baba was still in the physical frame. But later, even after he had given up the body, he had himself assured the devotee of the power. Even when I am no more, trust my words as the truth. My bones will give you the assurance from the grave. Not me alone, but even my tongue will speak to you. He who surrenders to it wholeheartedly, with him will it sway. Do not worry that I will be lost to you. You will hear my bones speaking to you of matter of your own interest. Only remember me always with a heart that is trusting. Worship me selflessly and you will achieve your highest we. O Samarsh Sai, Sri Sadguru, who are the Kalpataru to your devotees, may this Hemad never be parted from your holy feet. This is the only favor that he entreats of you earnestly. Come to my rescue, O Guru Vara, O compassionate one. This worldly life allows not a moment rest. But enough, O oh, enough of this futile cycle of birth and death. Restrain us who run un unrestrained after sensual pleasures in this material world and remain engrossed in them. Please turn our mind inwards. In this ocean of worldly life, we are carried away rudderless on its tumultuous waves. Give us a hand in the hour of our need and free us from the bondage of worldly life. The senses run amok and are pro provoked into the sinful behavior. Build a dam on the wild course of the river so that the senses may turn back. 
as long as the senses are not controlled and turned inwards the self can never be revealed and without that how can one enjoy the highest bliss life will then have been wasted wife son a host of friends but not one of these will be of any use when the end comes you and you alone are are the friend the companion to the end only you can give us happiness and liberation this is so true because nobody comes to us in the end you will find that there are many people who may be just lying in the hospital or may just lying you know alone i am sure in your own family there may be multiple cases where you have seen the person just alone over there nobody is there at the, at the end oh maharaj by the power of your grace open up the meshes of karma karma to relieve the pain and suffering and to uplift the poor and the meek by your compassion oh the most holy sri raya eradicate the evil of argumentation and disputes may the tongue get addicted to taking the naam all the time inspire such love and affliction affections in my heart that resolve and doubts and all vanish that i forget this body the home and the material possessions help me conquer my ego may your naam be remembered all the time so that all else is forgotten may my mind be calm and steady shedding the fickleness and caprices see this is so important inspire such love and affection in my heart and resolve all doubts and all doubts all vanish and i forget this body the body consciousness is the most important thing we, we, we are so much conscious about the body we always think i got hurt this is happening that is happening so so this fellow said that and that fellow said this we are so much bothered about it so that is the reason why these are the things that we need to forget body consciousness the home we are so much bothered about our home this is my house this is my children this is my wife this is my husband this is this this is that we are so much bothered and material possessions all these material possessions in our world and what is the most important thing is called the ego ahankara everything is mine i am the owner i did this i am that all those things this is things that have, that have to be removed from us if you take us under your wing the dark night of ignorance will disappear and we shall abide happily in your light what can we then want the nectar of your story that you have fed us and awakened with a pat on the back is this any common ordinary merit the next chapter is sweetest it will satisfy the fond wish of the listeners they love for sai will grow and faith in him will be confirmed a devotee came for sai's darshan abandoning the holy feet of his own guru but as he made obeisance to sai's feet sai confirmed his devotion to his own guru similarly one other gentleman wealthy but in distress came for sai's darshan with his wife and son how he fulfilled their wish how by the mere darshan he cured the son suffering from epilepsy and reminded the gentleman of his earlier experiences hence himart surrenders to sai and respectfully entreats the listeners to he to have the inclination of sai stories which will bring fulfillment to their ears will be to all here ends the 25th chapter of sri sai samarth satcharit called the affecting the devotees will as inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by the devotee himard pant okay first i will see what padma has written and then we will take up the story uh the body has to leave right no no not necessarily karma is you can do nishkam karma after that once your karmic body's job is over that means uh let us say for example the body which is supposed to perform a particular karma is over and you have reached a state of salvation there is no harm in staying around as long as you are doing nishkam karma which doesn't convert itself into a further karma there are no karmas there after that so you will find that what sentil had asked me the question the answer is that it can be compressed 
the karma can finish earlier than required and then the body can be used for the purpose which the lord has made it possible for there for that you know the reason why the body has been given to that person so then the body can be used for the purpose the lord's purpose as we say if you see jesus christ told his disciples you know now come with me what does he mean by saying come with me all their past karmas are over leave that you know that fishing rod and that thing which he was there he just tells him drop that net over there don't bother about your things again when the two brothers he meets they are bothered about mother and every other thing he tells them don't bother about them come with me so these two brothers also come you will find that these stories are there why because their karma is nearly over there is nothing like a karma associated with that particular person once you meet the guru because what happens is anything that is sanchit and anything that is agami is now put to rest some very little may be remaining which is called which is called prarabdha which may be there so so now i think you understood so nishkam karma can be performed that means it will not fructify into any additional lifetimes and all that nothing okay now the story part <laughs> the once upon a time like that you have to say you no know, once upon a time dreams fairy tales or hans andersen hans christian andersen so it so happened that there was this very devout person every day he would go to the jungle and he would gather those you know woods and stuff like that now he was a very poor man he was not used to getting too much in his world so every day he would pass from the jungle and go to the neighboring village he had some things to sell you know some little small stuff which he had gathered from the market or somewhere and he would sell it in this other village and then come back now every day he would do that so what he would do is oh, every every once in a while some different different villages he would cover all right so one day when he is going from the jungle he hears his name called out and he says hey come here and he looks around here and there and he sees that there is nobody around again he tries to go ahead and somebody calls out to his hey come here i'm calling you come here so he looks around and then he sees that in that in the village in that particular uh, jungle there is a very tiny old temple and he sees the statue over there and he wonders ki did this statue call me i mean it's very strange why is god calling me so he says yes i am calling you come here he says dig this place in front okay you will find a pot of gold remove that pot out and then i'll tell you what you are supposed to do so he immediately starts digging over there and he removes that pot of gold and then he says see you cannot take everything you have to take the pot okay you have to empty that thing put it in your you know the uh, all the like baba used to tie that thing on the on his head like that there is one sm- small cloth piece of cloth you see uparna as we call it he says you take all the coins from that but put the pot back and put four coins back in that now think about this guy how he is thinking why should i put those four coins back so god looks at him and says, no i told you put your four coins back so he says oh and uh 2 3 4 okay and he covers the mud up <laughs> and then he says now you go 
So this fellow, what he does, he is already having all those potlies in his, you know, he has to sell it to the other village, isn't it? So now he says, now what am I to do? It's already afternoon or it's late in the you know, afternoon. By the time you dig and you remove, it will take time, isn't it? So it's late in the afternoon. By the time he reaches the village and sells everything, that day everything gets sold, it is very late in the night. So naturally, he is not at all interested in going through the jungle. The jungle is a very deadly place, all the animals and all that, remember. So he stays, he says, I will stay somewhere over here. So he looks out for a place, you know. So he comes across to this lady, he, she, she says, okay, okay, you can stay over here. Uh, she says, I will charge you so much. She says, okay, I will pay you. And then he needs the evening dinner. So she tells him, you go and wash yourself, take a bath or something like that and come back and then I will give you food. So what does he do? He takes that portly, you know, remember? And there is one nail on the wall. He puts it over there. And then uh, the lady asks him, what is so heavy in that? He says, oh, that is nothing. That is only, you know, those... Uh, Udadka dal, you know that white dal which you use for uh, idli and all that, those uh, vada, that udad dal is there. He says that is udad dal and then he goes out. This lady, she is now being South Indian, no? they use udad dal in everything for frying this, that, everything. They will keep on putting udad dal. I don't know why they put so much curry leaves and udad dal. These are two things they keep on putting in everything. So she says, I don't have urad dal in my house. What I will do is I'll open that potli and I'll take little from it and then I'll use it and I'll put it back. The moment she opens, it is full of gold. She says, oh my God, this is so great. She goes to the neighbor and she says, can you give me one kilo of urad dal? So the neighbor says, okay, okay. So she takes one kilo of urad dal from him, puts it in his, in that potli, removes all the coins and keeps it. Okay, and she puts that back on the kunti over there, on that nail over there. This person comes from his bath and sees, ah, his potli is over there. Okay, fine. And um, then he sits for eating food. Now he can't go in front of her and open it. Remember that. So he's just watching it. Ah, it is there. Okay, okay, fine. And then this, after dinner and all, the woman says, now you lock the door from inside and I will go and I will sleep in my room. He is safe, isn't it? The dal is there with him or whatever that he is supposed to have in that potli. The gold is there. So he goes to sleep. Next morning, early in the morning, he says, I will go back to my village. From today onwards, I will start enjoying my life. And he is going. So when he goes out of the village and he has gone far, then he opens that potli. And what does he find inside of that? Real dal. He says, oh my God, I got ripped off by that lady. What kind of... Now, think about it. Can he go back and tell her there were gold coins or something like that in it? He can't even say those words because yesterday, last night he had already told that there was Udad Dal in this. And now there is Udad Dal. So, he says, Karma Maza, you know, like uh, what to do now? I am the most unlucky person. So, he is going very dejected. He is going back to his village. Suddenly he crosses this temple and that God inside says, Hey, come here. So he is looking at him. Now what? Everything to he is, that woman has taken. He says, come here. Dig that place up. Yesterday you kept those four coins, you remember? Take those. Those are yours. 
So he he then very fast he digs up that place, takes out those four coins, and then he is thankful to God that this is the four coins he's got. At least that much he's got. So he asks God, why is it that this happened to him? So he says, first and foremost, you should never be greedy. Okay, when you have been told to put, you should put it back. You don't know what is actually going to come to you. You understand? Destiny is something which you cannot understand. I wanted to send those gold coins to that woman. Did you understand that? It is not you I wanted to give. But because you have done this service, I have kept these four gold coins for you. So always understand this, that it is not the way we look at life. Life, when I told you, now something good happens, we always think it is good. But what is good in it? We cannot make judgments about this. And that is the reason why you will always remember this Udad Dalka story, I am sure about it. Is there any other thing, any question that you have?